Hello everyone and welcome to Brands Tech. How are you all? This episode of the interview show will begin in just one moment, so please stay tuned. Hello everyone and welcome to the interview show right here in Brands Tech. How are y'all? I hope that everyone has been doing well. So today I'm happy to have my guest for the day, Jax Warner, who's joining me. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And so, first of all, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Very bright out. Yeah, I bet. Well, it is great to have you here. And so, can you actually tell us a little bit about the topic that you'd like to discuss for today? All right, so I'm talking about how technology has advanced for people with disabilities. So I've got a couple, I've got like four little blurbs to talk about. Cool, that is great to hear. And so you can actually go ahead and get started and I'll follow up with some questions for you. Yeah, afterwards. All right. So the first thing I have to talk about is for people who are visually impaired or blind, there's this cool thing. This is the first thing that I thought of because I heard about this like a couple months back and I tested it out. It's called TalkBack. And you can actually just like use it on your phone regularly. And I think all phones nowadays just have this setting so anyone can activate it. What it does is it turns off your screen. And then when you put your finger over anything, it'll read it out. So that way, uh, if you obviously if you can't see your screen, then you still know what's on it. You just drag your finger across and it'll read out every single thing that you touch. Yeah, well, that's the that's the one that made me want to talk about this. And then uh, there's also if you're not fully blind, but you're visually impaired, there are plenty of apps or software you can download on your computer that will magnify whatever you're looking at, which I think is really cool because uh, as someone who is has glasses, has hearing damage, I really like how uh, there's a lot of accessibility in technology nowadays. Speaking of hearing damage, the next one I have is uh, hearing aids, which have actually come a really long way in the past like 10 years. I feel like uh, my grandfather, he had a he had a big old chunky hearing aid and it looked like a chicken nugget. I remember telling him he has a piece of chicken in his ear. <laughs> and nowadays they have ones where you can't even see. It's just like a little wire that goes in and then there's like a power bank on the back of your ear and you can't even tell if someone's wearing hearing aids. And they have the cochlear implants, which those are really cool. Depending on what your hearing damage is from or what your hearing loss is from, you can get all these different types of uh, hearing impaired additions. <laughs> and um, they've come a really long way because I know someone who... I see like so many YouTube videos where people are like hearing sounds for the first time that they've never experienced and like birds singing, like uh, wrapping paper crackling. It's all this stuff that we take to take for advantage that a lot of people are like, I haven't experienced this in many years or I've never experienced this before. I think that's really, really cool. And then the next thing I have is for people with uh, low mobility. So uh, you've probably seen it before, but like uh, Stephen Hawking's was like the most well-known 
version of this. It's called augmentative and alternative communication. And his is like a screen that'll read off what he's what he wants to say. But when he first started out, he had what a lot of people have nowadays, which are like, I like to call them talking boards. A lot of people talk, call them talking boards. It's where you just have these phrases. And uh, so you can point out the phrases and then someone can look and see what you're trying to say. Or on the other way around, someone else can point out phrases to talk to you. I think those are like one of the most low-tech options that has advanced into a high-tech option for people with low mobility. And that's like really cool to me because like you can have a there are a bunch of like low-tech options for people with disabilities. Like you can have a, if you have a sensory issue, you have fidget toys. Very simple little problem solver there. We've got canes and seeing eye dogs and dogs that will tell you when you're having low when you're having a low blood sugar attack like there's all this crazy stuff and you can even just like learn sign language or you can gesture to people who are hearing impaired it's like very simple little changes in your daily attitude can usually solve these issues but technology has come to close that gap even more by just giving the people who are disabled the option to communicate with you first, pretty much. It's nice. I like it. That was yeah. all I really had. So if you have any questions, now is the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, first of all, thank you so much for, you know, for presenting all that, because, you know, for me, it's always great to hear, you know, so many different ways that technology has you know, come and evolved and definitely has improved to be able to help, you know, to help others, because I think, you know, for me, as someone who, you know, uses technology on an everyday basis, well, I feel like everyone does in some capacity now, but, yeah. you know, but as someone who really focuses on a lot of studies on, you know, technology and how it's evolving, how it's able to, you know, change the way we live, I think a lot of this stuff are stuff that many of us forget about oftentimes, you know, just because it maybe doesn't come to mind, or maybe we don't, you know, know someone with disabilities, and so, it's honestly really great to be able to you know, to sit back and really hear and you know these different technologies whether as you said whether they are you know newer advanced technologies or even as you said the more low-tech technologies you know to be able to hear how they're able to you know really help you know help out and really be able to be used and to my understanding you actually do know sign language yeah, I uh, took, I actually also, it's so easy to learn sign language nowadays because you could just take an online course. I took two online courses in sign language and like, I can carry out a conversation. I know a couple people who are either learning sign language or they use sign language on a regular basis. And I've learned a lot from them, but I've also learned a lot from the internet, which is kind of crazy. Because we have access to so much information <laughs> all the yeah. time. But yeah, I know a lot of sign language myself. And I I use it every now and then. And I try to teach other people sign language. It's really nice. That is really great to hear. And so out of curiosity, you know, how did that really you know, come about? Was it just something that you were really interested in, in learning? Or do you know people who use sign language? Um, well... I 
didn't know anyone who initially when I first started, I didn't know anyone who used sign language. I had seen a couple people online and uh, I had just gotten some hearing damage. So I couldn't, I can't very well hear on my right side. And so I was kind of concerned that I would need it personally. And I was also just curious. And I was like, hey, this is a thing. I really like learning new things. This is something not too difficult. And it like really interests me. Like I was like, oh, sign language interpreters are a very important part of our society nowadays. And then I found out like a friend of mine was learning at the exact same time as me, was learning ESL, which is European Sign Language. And I was learning ASL, which is American Sign Language. And so we were like uh, signing together and showing like the differences between the two. It was really cool. I really like it. But yeah, sometimes if I'm unable to talk or if someone else is unable to talk to me or I can't hear them, I'll ask them to like sign different things or gesture for me. And it's, it's pretty helpful, honestly. <laughs> Cause I mean, half the time some background noise is overtaking whatever you can hear anyways. So yeah. You know, I didn't even think of that with the background noise. And that's yeah. great that you were able to learn that, you know, with your friend and especially like be able to both you learning different, you know, different types of sign language, but then at the same time still be able to, you know, learn it together and then yeah, then also like show the different differences. I think that sounds actually really fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Cause we were working together at the time uh at a church. And we were both camera people and we just casually were like, hey, you know that sign? <laughs> it was pretty funny. Wow. And so and so yeah, so is that really what started you you know, started you off in learning about you know the various different disabilities and tech um, and how technology can you know can play a part in being able to aid with that? Well, uh, I wouldn't say that started it. That definitely I definitely took on more of a research role after that. Like I've, I do so much research into mobility and disability and all sorts of things. Just like it piques my interest and I really care about the people I know who have disabilities and I don't want them to not be included in society, you know? But from a young age, I actually worked with, uh, low mobility kids on the spectrum on the autism spectrum so i have a lot of experience with like how they were learning and how they were being treated and there's just something about it i feel like there was this lack of communication on their end that could have been there when i was working with them and so i tried my best to help with that but I think uh, technology has come a long way that they're they're doing they're striving now, and I think that's really really cool that I've like seen that happen over the years. Because there's a lot of things that uh, you wouldn't realize that there's a lot of families who need a lot of uh, new technology, or they're they're expecting a child, and then they end up with a child with a disability, so they need to cover for that by like getting a different type of car or adding on to certain things or getting ramps put in places. And it's, if it's a child with a wheelchair specifically. And uh, there's just a lot there that uh, if you have a good insurance company, 
it covers. But a lot of times people don't, and they won't be expecting it. So people take it as a burden, but it's it shouldn't be a burden. It should be a thing that we can access and everyone can be included in. So I've always been interested in it because I used to work with these kids and I, I've seen it firsthand. And even if I didn't see it firsthand, I've I've heard all about it everywhere. And there's so many like big YouTubers that are they happen to be disabled nowadays. And so I just think that's really cool that we've advanced that much in like my 18 years of living. <laughs> Yeah, like that is that is something that is really great to hear. I'm glad that you were able to yeah, have that hands-on experience and really be able to you know to interact with various different people. Yeah, and just really be able to help out. Because I think that's honestly like a really great thing to hear. And I love what you said about you know communication and really being able to you try to communicate with them. Because I know for me, I've always said that you know communication holds a lot of power and it's Something that really shouldn't be you know, taken for granted. I mean, of course, we communicate on it, you know, on an everyday basis. But, but really, not everyone is given the same, you know, the same voice and the same, yeah, you know, ability to be able to, you know, speak or have their their opinions or thoughts heard. And so, you know, one of the things I've really enjoyed about, yeah, you know, having this podcast and having various different guests is to hear, you know, people, you know, all different you know, ideologies or, you know, backgrounds are just really, you know, I really like being able to hear different opinions and different, you know, thoughts and personal experience. And so it's just, just great to be able to, to really hear about that and the role that you're taking. So first of all, thank you so much for, you know, for, for doing, you know, all the work that you do throughout the years. Oh, thank you. It's no problem. I love I love helping out any way I can. I've always been like that. It's like a, it's not a moral thing. It's just like an instinctual. I'm like, you need that done? I'll do it right now. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, like for me, I have always tried to you know, strive to better help others. I mean, I think that's why I actually started with, you know, with content creation in the first place. It's like, I know at the time I knew a lot about, you know, different technology knowledge and you know, other different stuff and yeah well actually you were there but you know yeah I knew you back when <laughs> yeah and so yeah and so I guess it's just really great to be able to almost come like this you know full circle kind of moment and just really yeah. discuss about this because you know I said I mean as you just said you you know we knew each other back when I first started and so and so it's just great to be able to yeah, have you on and definitely speak about you know, all of the this these important you know this important information and yeah you know, and technology advances because you know it's stuff that is really you know critical and important to people and so and so I feel like there's almost like not enough attention drawn to you know, to this really. Yeah, I think there's always more opportunities to get educated on anything. We've seen that with all these new events happening everywhere and in the United States, there's just always an opportunity to do better. And I think some people are missing out on that information, but I think we're doing a lot to put that in, like in the front lines, like on first thing on the agenda is educate yourself, is get, 
we get that information out. I've seen plenty of research done. I do plenty of research myself. It's just, it's accessible. It's there for you to grasp it. And I think that's, that's like really cool that we're at that point. And we're going to continue to advance past that point, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I really love what you, how you said that, like all of the information is really just out there. It's just up to us to be able to find us, find it and, you know, and really be able to learn and understand it. And I think that's something that, you know, I've definitely always, you know, believed in. And like, for me, I always, I've been a research enthusiast for such a long time, probably my whole life. And so, you know, yeah, especially like with my, you know, with having, being a very curious person, just, you know, being able to go online and find out new information or, you know, what, what's happening, like whether it's, you know, tech news or, you know, learning about history or various other different subjects, just being able to, you know, go online and really be able to just spend some time and just really research and enhance, you know, my own knowledge. And so, and so, yeah, it's always nice to be able to hear that, yeah, other people are able to do that. And especially for you, yeah, as, as we've said, like really using it to be able to help others. I think that is something that, yeah, is really, yeah, I think that's really yeah, admirable for you to do. Oh, thanks. I think it's, I don't know. There's just uh, something about it. I just feel it's necessary to do. I'm like, might as well do it myself, you know? <laughs> But, uh, I mean, I don't even, I feel like I don't even do too much. So it's just like little changes can help so much in other people's lives. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. It's just like, you don't have to put too much effort. Honestly, if you put a little forethought into your actions, you could help a lot of people in just like the smallest ways. Yeah, that is honestly very true. And so... What would you say are some of the best ways to really like, yeah, as you said, really begin to, yeah, how to put it, like, what do you think are some of the best ways to go ahead and, yeah, start with those little things, like to really be able to begin making a difference and helping out? Well, I would say definitely go out, do your research like we were talking about, but the smallest thing you can do is when you come across someone who is in some way disabled, treat them with the exact same respect you treat any other person you come across. And I think that's a, a small detail that a lot of people are missing nowadays. But like, say you come across someone who's hearing, hearing impaired or they're low mobility, you can go up to them and you can find a way to ask them what would make them comfortable how you should communicate with them or just try your best people can tell when you're trying to help them and they will they will stop you if you're doing the wrong thing for the most part but it's so much better to just see that someone is trying to communicate with you and to respect you and it just like uh, it helps so much more like when i when I see people struggling, I'm just, it's just like, hey, we can all calm down, take a step back, just uh, baby steps, little, just little steps towards a better way to communicate. Like uh, for hearing impairedness, gesturing, you don't have to know sign language, you can gesture, 
to a lot of things. We have a lot of universal language. Some of them are more inappropriate than others, but we have a lot of universal language that we have at our disposal. So like just nodding, shaking your head, saying like yes or no with your like thumbs up, thumbs down. It's so easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, for someone who studies in the communication field, yeah, I've I've definitely learned a lot about nonverbal communication and yeah, and the real power it has. I mean, even in this virtual environment, I mean, I think that's been something that a lot of us have begun you know, missing as well. I mean, yeah, the fact that we're not able to really see like how everyone's really going on and just, you know, and just seeing like, I guess how people actually are, because it's so easy to, you know, it's so easy to message like, you know, I'm doing well, but you know, you could clearly be crying and yeah, you know, you, there's no way of really knowing. And so I think that's been an important thing. And so, and I, and I like what you said about, you know, treating every yeah you know, treating everyone especially those um who may have a disability with the same you know respect and courtesy that you give to yeah, everyone else i think that is a very important thing that you that you said because you know even thinking for me like i always try my best to you know to try to be you know, to try to be there for you know for everyone and give you know try to like what's the best way to put it like try my best to be able to, you know, be someone that everyone can, you know, can be there for and for and to count on. I can yeah, not it, words today. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think uh, in all senses, if everyone did that, we wouldn't have to stretch ourselves thin to be there for people. So I, I think uh, sometimes you just have to step back and be like, hey, I can take a break. I can uh, settle down for a minute and focus on myself. And I like that we're at that point where uh, we can focus on our issues while still being courteous and kind to everyone. But I think there's also a distinction between being courteous and going above and being nice to someone. Like there's a very thin line and I think just crossing that line just a little bit like saying like uh clearly communicating with someone say i work i work in um food service so for i'll just use myself as an example when i come across someone it just takes like the littlest thing to brighten their day so i had a guy that came in and he was asking for a specific thing that we didn't have and he came in again. I got the thing before before I saw him. It was spoons. He was the spoon guy. He asked for spoons. And I was like, it's weird that he wants spoons. But I'll still get them for him. And so I had them. And so one day he walks in. He comes up. And he didn't even ask. I just went, hey, do you want a spoon? We have spoons today. And his face just lit up. Like, even with the mask on, you could see his eyes. He was like... I love a spoon. Like, it's just, <laughs> it takes so little to just help someone out and just like remembering these little details and acting on them. It, I mean, it, it makes you feel better. It makes them feel better. 
It makes you more comfortable in your space. It's just so nice. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that is honestly a really great story that you told. And you know, for me, I always try to do the same thing in, yeah, in whatever capacity that I have. And so, and so I can't think of any specific examples right now. It's been so long since I've really, I guess, been out. But, yeah, but, nobody really know, does that. <laughs> but, you know, it's something that I've always, you know, tried my best with, especially within the past, you know, few years or so, like being a student leader, just really trying my best to, you know, really like, you know, definitely like go out of my way to really, you know, be nice to people and really, you know, understand what people have to say. And, you know, and I guess it really actually all ties into one of the reasons I'm, you know, majoring in a communication field. And it, it was something that when I guess trying to decide a major, it was something where like I had decided before I realized like all the different ways that, you know, the field has really, you know, a part of me. And so, <laughs> and so I think, yeah, especially like these past, you know, month or two, just really like, yeah, it's like, these are all the reasons I really love this field. And yeah, especially all the conversations that you get to have with people such as yourself and really, you know, being able to, you know, grow in your own knowledge. And so, and so one of the things I'm curious with is so, you know, for posting like content, like on the internet, like what are some of the ways that, you know, the some of the steps that people like myself are able to, to take in, in terms of trying to, yeah, have content um, accessible for everyone. Well, uh, I'd say one of the easier ways, one of the best ways is closed captioning. Mm -hmm. Either allow for someone else to, to add subtitles to your content or write them yourselves. Like there's so much, there's so much uh, that will try and make automatic subtitles. Like when you go to put them in, it'll try to make automatic captions for you. And you all you have to do is go in fix the little things that are wrong with it because obviously we all speak in a different rhythm so sometimes we say things yeah. and it just doesn't come across just go in fix the little details and just done posted and now you, your video has captions and it's it's like little things like that that really help like i know personally captions are a lifesaver subtitles i live for subtitles <laughs> uh even just i can understand someone but even just having the subtitles to read there it helps keep your focus on what that person is saying and so it helps a lot of people and i know some people are like oh i don't like subtitles it's so easy to just turn them off <laughs> it's just a little thing that's there for those people that need it and i really like how accessible that is but that's like that's a major one and then if you're doing a video explaining what's happening in front of you just with little things that's really helpful to people who are watching content that are visually impaired and i, I think a lot of people don't realize how much content is being consumed by people who are visually impaired i don't know if you can hear that my computer went off but <laughs> all right so I don't think people realize how much content is being consumed by people who are visually impaired. Like they're listening to a lot of what you're saying and you can react to something and they'll just be like, oh, I don't know what's going on. 
<laughs> it'd just be like, oh my god, like, this crazy thing just happened. It'd just say what it is, or like, oh, I'm holding up this. It's very simple adaptations for content creators. And uh, I'd like to see those implemented. I think it always helps, just the little things. Yeah, you know, I, and I definitely will, yeah, definitely for me, I think that is a great thing that you said. And yeah, I think even for some of my content going forward, you know, like I always, I'm gonna, I've been trying like over the years to like try to be more, you know, try to have better, I don't know how to put that, but I guess <laughs> over the years, I've been trying to really like improve the, like, the accessibility of a lot of my content and so and i think even like three or four years ago like you'd even help with some of the captions some some of these older group projects that we had done like years ago and so and so i know like with some of my newer content you know just really like going back and trying to have you know the different subtitles or you know what have you and i think that's something i really want to work towards like in the you know some like throughout this year just really you know try to focus more on that and you know and before we you know go to a break what do you think would actually be the best way in terms of out of for a podcast out, out of curiosity because i know for that that's primarily you know well at least for me like audio only and so what would be the best way for for that uh i would say if you are able to adding a description that has like written out what you've said so it's pretty much writing captions but you just write it out but um i think there is a lot there's a lot of opportunity for people to do that themselves but it would be helpful for you to take that first step like uh you can do voice to text plenty but it has its issues i do it all the time and i know it never comes across exactly how i mean it to <laughs> when i'm using my voice to text but i think if you do that with your content you do voice to text and through your computer and then you go and you fix those little things and you put it in the description or put a link to it then it's accessible to everyone in theory so I, I think those are just that little change. And sometimes it's a little more effort depending on how long the episode is. But I think you're, if you're taking that first step, it'll be appreciated for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's going to be one of my summer projects that I'm going to work on when I have a little more time at my disposal to really you know, take some time and just really like begin looking at my you know, my newer content that I have out and just really, you know, try to be able to make make it accessible to everyone. And that's one of the reasons I also have content over various different platforms, you know, whether it be YouTube videos or, you know, or podcasts or blogs or what have you. So that way there's various different ways of, you know, being able to get content. And so, you know, going forward, I definitely think, you know, of course, what you had said is very, very helpful. And so... Yeah, it's something that I'm definitely writing down for later when I go to edit this. And so, first off, thank you for that. And we'll be right back in just one moment. So please stay tuned.
All right, and I am still here with Jax. And so, first of all, thank you once again so much for you know for all the information and all the helpful advice that you've given throughout this episode. It's truly appreciated. Thank you for having me. This is a great conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And so, are there any last you know thoughts or comments that you would like to put out? Maybe you know questions for me or tips of advice, whatever you would like to discuss. Oh, I just like to mention how uh, people with disabilities are shown in the media. I think that there's a lot of new content that's being made with people working with people who are disabled. Like, uh, have you seen the? There's a bunch of Netflix shows. Have you seen In the Dark or Atypical? I do not watch a, a lot of Netflix shows. Yeah. But- and so I have not seen them, but... All right, well, Atypical, uh, some people like it for how it's portraying autism spectrum. Some people don't. It depends because it's one of those where it'll hit it on the note sometimes, but there's a lot going on and there's moments where you're like, oh, that like parent shouldn't be saying that. But it's a dysfunctional family, so... It's kind of a slightly realistic point of view, but I think a show that does a really good job of showing someone with a disability is In the Dark, which they actually have, the main character is, she's blind and she's supposed to be like a very regular person. She just also is blind. And her mother, her mother obsessed over her blindness like when she became blind she was like obsessed with over it and so she made a guide dog academy and it's like this whole quirky dynamic between her and her mom where she's like ugh i'm just blind it's not a big deal and they have uh they have a girl on there who is a blind actress and she's in the show as uh playing as the it's a police officer's daughter and she does a really good job of communicating with them like oh hey this is a this is a good representation moment or uh (laughs) no but the one thing is they can't use like an actual guide dog because guide dogs if you put them on a stage it's it's a whole mess there's so many distractions they don't know what to do and you're kind of like ruining their training (laughs) you know So, I mean, they do the best to utilize real people in real situations in a way that is helpful for just showing what it is. And I think that's a, it's a fun, quirky show that just happens to also have really good representation. And I think that's a lot of, a lot of people love that and benefit from that sort of representation, you know? Yeah, I'm really glad that yeah, that there's a lot more representation out now. And I'm definitely going to have to write that down. And so maybe one of these days that I have some more time and I'm back on Netflix, I'll definitely you know, try to check that out. And, and yeah, and I'm just really, I'm just really glad that you were here today to, you know, to just give all of this helpful insight is once again, just truly appreciated. And I'm just glad that I was able to have you on and that you were able to make time to be here virtually. <laughs> Thank you again. This has been a really nice discussion. I've been needing some time to talk to people. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, it is always great to be able to to speak to various different people and really be able to take your know, time out to do that. And I think this almost goes with something that you had said earlier and just you know, taking the extra step and wanting to communicate with people, wanting to speak with people. And so, and so, you know, I've been trying ever since this pandemic started to really you know, try to reach out to people and, you know, whether it's on my podcast or just a regular video chat, Zoom, what, what have you, just tried my best to you know, communicate with people, see how people are doing, you know, make sure that everything's all right and really just try to have a, yeah, a nice conversation. And so I think that's one of the nice things that modern technology has allowed for us to do. Because, I mean, if, if we didn't, if we weren't where we are today in terms of modern technology, I don't know how we would deal, go with this pandemic, really. Yeah, honestly. It would be, it'd be quite odd without having computers and everything. I think we'd all just be sitting on the couch, confused. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder how online school would go with that, like, I guess- It wouldn't. Just mail us, <laughs> just mail us information, I guess. Yeah, oh. They'd probably be forced to, like, set up some weird outside, socially distanced classroom. Or just not do it at all, not even try. Yeah, that would be a really interesting, you know, thing to, to really see how that goes. But, yeah, as I said before, yeah, it's just always great having you here and you know, and best of luck to you for yeah, the rest of the semester and keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Have a wonderful day everyone. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll catch y'all later. Bye.